morning. It's great to see everybody here. I'm Pastor Rob. I'm the pastor for Congregational Care. And although it's cold outside, I know we have a forecast for snow. Um, I, I know that it's warm in here, and I'm hoping that your heart is warm today uh, as we dig into God's Word this morning. And welcome to all of you joining us online this morning. It's great to have you joining us here as well. Now this week, uh, we continue our sermon series uh, called In God We Trust, and, and this week, we're going to examine the good news that no one is reporting. Now, I have to say, I think the title might be a little misleading, because I have a feeling that the good news is out there. I just think we're not hearing it, and maybe we're not paying attention to it enough. So this morning, my, my goal is to share with you some new insights uh, about that good news, and to look at what's happening uh, around us, that we can find that good news, uh, and we can not only hear it, but maybe we'll really take it to heart, and maybe we'll report it, and maybe we'll go out and share it. So the scripture this morning is from the book of Psalms. It's from Psalm 46, verses 1 through 10. Uh, my apologies to the psalmist who directed this song be sung by soprano voices. Sorry, I can't, I can't fit the bill. Our God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the seas. Let the oceans roam, roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy in the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos, and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders, and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. So how was your 2020? And you know, when you think about it, uh, 2021 hasn't started off so hot either. Pandemic? Political upheaval, riots, economic challenges, joblessness, isolation. And by the way, on top of that, all the things that you and I and all of us deal with in our personal lives. Now you probably wonder why I'm starting a good news sermon uh, with a focus on what's not going well. But you have to know that, that here is my time as a pastor. One of the things I have noticed is, is that the times that we tend to reach out to God are the times when we have struggles in our lives. We don't typically reach out when things are going really, really well. We are, we are driven to God in those moments when, when life is difficult. We should be reaching out to God all the time. And why do I say that? Well, because... In the middle of the struggle, God is there. But before the struggle, God is here. And after the struggle, God will be with us. Can I get an amen for that? God is always there and present. Which leads us to the scripture this morning. This psalm is a psalm of praise to God for being here in the midst of the storm. It's a song of confidence that that says that when the world is completely on fire around us, that God is still present. It has been called a song of holy confidence, thanking God for being there when we are troubled, and thanking him for being there when things aren't going well. 
So what we hear is a song of praise. It's a reminder that God is our protector. And what I think makes this psalm so significant is the acknowledgement that God is here and present, even though the storm is around us. The psalmist tells us in this song that we will not fear when earthquakes come. Not if, when. This isn't an empty statement. That, the, that we will not fear, even though the earth trembles around us, that the, the mountains fall into the sea. You see, and the reason I say that is, I think there are a lot of people outside of the church, people who are not Christians, people who are not churchgoers, who think that we believe as Christians that our lives should be perfect. That simply because we know who God is, that we won't have struggles, or, or that... Or that somehow, just simply because we believe in God, our lives should be comfortable. But that's far from the case. As, as a matter of fact, I'm going to say no, that, that, that we recognize that our belief in God does not give us a free pass from struggling. There's no guarantee of a perfect life. As a matter of fact, I think when you look at the Bible and we read the stories in the Bible, what we see is, is that the, the stories that we read are ones of, of strife and conflict. And the Bible tells us God's role in, in comforting us and protecting us and how we should respond. We're, we're not protected from, from not experiencing challenges. We are told when we have challenges, God is our protector. He is there. You know, when you think about it, those really are the stories of the Bible. There aren't many stories that start out with statements like, oh, well, the disciples were, were well-rested and well-fed. They were comfortable in their surroundings, and they sat around with Jesus and talked about the good times. That's not what we see. We see the challenges. We see that others have struggled, too, and how God has helped them through it. So no, with that, back, with that in mind, we need to go back to the psalmist and see that the psalmist says the oceans can roar and that the mountains will crumble and the seas will rise. As a matter of fact, the psalmist calls for it. But it doesn't matter because God is there and will protect us. He even goes on to say, not only will he protect us, but God lives within us. That from the break of day, from the beginning of time itself, God has been there. He is our fortress. He continues by pointing out that even though the nations are in chaos and that kingdoms crumble, God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The choice of words is the, the dominance of who God is. God's not a whisper. God's voice thunders in the storm. He's bigger than that. This is a psalm of comfort in the storm. It's, need to, it's meant to be a reminder that when, and everybody say when, when, when the storm happens, that God is there and we are not alone. This is the message we need to hear, especially in a time that we have that list of struggles, especially when we live in a time with so many challenges. We need to remember that God is there with the faithful. Have you ever been frightened and alone? Have you ever had one of those moments in your life when, when, when something just was happening and your thought was, 
gee, I wish somebody was with me, that I wish I wasn't alone. I know that's been the case for me. I can think of times in my life when I had been challenged by something and and thought, if only so-and-so was with me, this would have been a whole lot easier. What if we thought in those moments, I'm not alone? What if we took the time in those moments to remember that God is there with us? That in that sense of if somebody was with me, that we remembered that God is present. That we never have moments that we walk alone. This psalm is meant to be that reminder for us. You know, this was Martin Luther's favorite psalm. Uh, I learned that in the 17th century, it was said that when times were tough, Luther used to say, let us sing the 46th psalm and let the devil do his worst. What a statement of confidence. But on a more serious note, Luther explained, we sing this psalm to the praise of God because he is with us and powerfully and miraculously preserves and defends his church and his word against all fanatical spirits, against the gates of hell, and against the implacable hatred of the devil, and against all assaults of the world, the flesh, and of sin. Uh, Luther loved this psalm so much that it was the inspiration for his unforgettable hymn, Ein feste Berg ist unser Gott. I know, many of you are not fluent in German. So it's also the unforgettable title, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. In the hymn, Luther really stresses that we are going to face problems. We can't escape them. He says in the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. A bulwark, a protective wall that will never fail us. He is our helper amidst the flood. And the flood is of mortal ills. He's saying that we live in a world of hurt and pain. And that, by the way, he adds on to it, and Satan is out there making it even worse for us. And nobody on earth can comfort us or save us like Jesus can. So here we are in the midst of this this global pandemic. I'm willing to say that we are tired. We are stressed. And, and, and honestly, we are worn down by this. We need to lift these words, just like Luther did. But I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, okay, Pastor Rob, we have this pandemic, it's gripped our community. Yeah, Martin Luther saying that he couldn't possibly understand what we are going through. Except, you know when Martin Luther wrote that hymn? He wrote it between 1527 and 1529. You know what was happening in the world? The plague. When Martin Luther wrote, A mighty fortress is our God, the, the, the entirety of Europe was gripped with the Black Plague, a pandemic that impacted every community. And I know, but we're so polarized, Pastor Rob. I can't even talk to my neighbor. Right and left and political things, we, we don't get along anymore. You know what else was happening? The Reformation. Protestants and Catholics split the church apart, killing each other over the nature of what the church is all about. Yeah, Luther knew about a pandemic. Yes, he knew about a polarized society. He was living in it. When he wrote the words of that song, he and his wife were in Wittenberg taking care of people on the front lines. He recognized the same world that we live in. 
A mighty fortress is our God. The 46th Psalm is exactly what we need right now. Again, it's a song of confidence that says, I won't fear no matter what's happening around me because I know God and God is with me. But, but you know, Luther wasn't the only one to experience challenges. I, I think we have to go back and look at the psalmist and actually ask, well, what was going on in the psalmist's world? What was the inspiration for our scripture? Well, it's held that this psalm was written probably somewhere about 701 BC, and it was at the time that Jerusalem was under attack by the Assyrians. And this is also a time in history when the kingdom of Judah and Israel had split into two parts, a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And the northern kingdom had already been defeated. As a matter of fact, the Assyrians were conquering town after town, and they have now surrounded Jerusalem. Now, let me tell you something about the Assyrians. They didn't simply just defeat their enemies. They went into towns with a goal of humiliating and destroying the people. Not only that, but before they would show up, they would send writings and tablets to the people in town and say, hey, by the way, when we come into town, this is what we're going to do to you. These weren't friendly folks. Now listen, I don't, I don't know about you. I mean, I've never experienced a situation where my town was surrounded by an enraged army of merciless uh, fighters with a reputation for hostility who have told me that they are going to not only destroy my community but do horrible things as well. But I'm willing to say that the situation was just a bit tense. Yet here's the deal. In those moments, the people of Jerusalem remained faithful. Even though they were surrounded by the Assyrians, even though the, the world was crashing down around them, they wouldn't abandon their faith. But here's another thing the Assyrians did. They challenged their faith. In the book of 2 Kings, chapter 19, verses 33 and 35, we hear this from the Assyrian leader. Don't listen to Hezekiah, who happened to be the, the king of the Jewish people at that time, when he tries to mislead you by saying, the Lord will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nation ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What God of any nation has been able to save its people from my power? What makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? Not only was their goal to humiliate, but also to break their faith. But Hezekiah said, no, don't, don't listen to them. God is faithful. God will protect us. I chose this scripture because I think it's important to recognize that the heckling that happens to us and those of us who have faith is real. Do you ever find there are people out there who question your faith? Are there people who are out there who say, hey, listen, there's no God. Look at the horrible nature of the world. Look at the bad things. There's, there's, why would a God allow that? I see comments on social media. I see people who make fun of those of us who are believers. But here's the thing. Those aren't words of truth. Those are the words of the Prince of Lies. Remember, even Martin Luther tags onto the song that Satan is out there. Take all the bad things and then lump Satan to making it even worse by challenging us, challenging our faith. 
even in the light of what was happening around them, the people of Jerusalem did not lose their faith. They remained faithful. The psalmist continues in Psalm 46. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Even though the Assyrians had surrounded Jerusalem, the people listened to Hezekiah. They remained faithful. And in the end, what happened to the Assyrians? Well, as the psalmist said, God brings an end to the war. The angel of the Lord appeared above their camp, and 185,000 were destroyed, and the rest were driven home. I encourage you to read the entire story. It can be found um, in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 18 and 19. See how the Assyrians pressed Jerusalem and how God defeated them. God, by the way, promised that he would. It's not easy to remain faithful when the world around us is broken. It's not easy to remain faithful when things are crashing down around us. It certainly was not easy for the people of Jerusalem, and it's not easy for us. But the truth is that when we set our sights on God, God becomes our hope. Like I said, there's not going to be a time that we're not going to face trials, but we need to remember that the message is clear that no matter where we are, God is with us. Remember when I asked if you've ever been frightened and alone? We need to remember that even if a person was with us, the situation doesn't change. All that happens is that person becomes hope for us. They become hope that if we're not alone, we get a little boost. Remember, God is our hope. God gives us that boost. He's the same hope that that other person would bring for us. We also need to remember, just like Pastor Ricky said last week, that we are in this for the long game. And listen, I'm not going to tell you that there's a happy ending in every story and every challenge that we experience. That would be naive of me and, and not realistic as a pastor. But we do need to rely on the long game for that. I, I like to tell people, it's like the Easter story. We don't stop at the cross. We don't stop at the moment where Jesus died. We take it to the tomb. The empty tomb is the good news. Sure, there's strife, there's struggling. But what do we find at the end? The real truth is that God is our fortress. That God is our hope, he is our protector. As Psalm 46 ends, we are told to be still and know that I am God that I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. What a difficult concept. Uh, I'm going to tell you, me personally, there is not a moment in my life where I am able to be still. Even when I am trying to sit still, I I can't. I, I constantly am in motion. There's no part of me that can pause. And on top of that, I am probably also the champion of instant gratification and results today. But I know what the the, the psalmist is saying. Uh, Jesus understood too. In the book of Matthew, we hear it described like this. Suddenly, a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. 
He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. I would have been right there with the disciples freaking out in the back of the boat. I am terrible at being still. But there was Jesus sleeping. The psalmist has that reminder for us to be still and know that I am God. Just like the storm tossing the boat, we are in a storm ourselves. But we need to be reminded to be still and to trust in God. But what's interesting is that in some of the translations that I looked at for this passage, be still isn't a gentle term. It's not a a term of quietness. It's translated to say, stop fighting. Stop fighting. It's a very different statement. Stop fighting is a command. It's like, wake up. Pay attention to who God is. So who is God? Well, for those of us who have trouble keeping still and need a reminder, this is the real message that isn't being reported. I love Pastor Craig Rochelle. I love his perspective. I love reading his sermons. And he puts it like this. God is who we need when we need him. For the people of Jerusalem, he protected them from the Assyrians. Luther found peace from the plague and reformation. What do we need? What's the devil's worst for us? What are the moral ills that we face? Those are the points that we need to have God present with us. Those are the times that we need to sit back and sing the psalm. Be still. They're different for each of us, but the message is the same. God is our defender, God is our protector, and God is with us. Pastor Groeschel continues by saying this, If you are anxious, he is your peace. When you are hurting, he is your comforter. If you are lacking, he is your provider. When you've sinned, he is your righteousness. Our God is your strength when you are weak. He's your heat, your hope when you are helpless. Your light when the world grows dark. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the good news. God is who you need when you need it. Now you go out and report. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the gift of of being present in us, Lord. We thank you for being our protector and our strength. We thank you for being the light in our darkness. Father, we thank you for the hope and comfort when there's none to be found. Father, help us to remember that when the storm rages, that we should be still. We should should stop fighting and know that you are God, that you are present. Father, you are a mighty fortress. You are our shield. You are our strength. God, we thank you for every breath that we take, for the steps of our lives, for your presence with us every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Rob. What a great reminder that he is always in control.